Here we go, folks. That is the sound of the bell for round number six of fight number four, Pacific Coast Boxing. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches, shoe shines in the corner, hot sauce to the ribs, ganchos aligado. When in doubt, stick it out. Duro, duro, duro. Pacific Coast Boxing. Alfonso Ruiz here, of course, with my partner, Rick Prado. Rick, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, man? You know, just ready to break down those fights from this past weekend. 24 fights, we said, yeah. Rick. Four championship fights that took place. Only one belt actually was uh, one belt. One belt uh, changed hands, right? yeah. And that was in the female uh, fight between Zamora and uh, Marlon Esparza, mm -hmm. which we of course said was going to be one of the more competitive fights. Yeah. And I also don't agree with that decision at all. And I know we're going to get to that. Yeah. But what a weekend of fights, Rick. Were you able to catch up? Were you able to keep up with everything going on? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it was a little tough. You know, a lot of issues with the, uh, you know, ESPN feed. There's a college uh, baseball World Series game, you know, going into extra innings, you know, making it a little tough to, uh, you know, catch all the fights. So, you know, I'm going from my phone to my TV mm -hmm. and, and, and watching them all. Yeah, and by the way, we should have mentioned that. I mean, happy Father's Day, right? Yeah. To all of the fathers out there. You're a father, so happy Father's Day, right? Happy Father's Day. Yeah, hopefully you had a good day yesterday. Yeah. Um, I went over to, uh, I went uh, up to L.A. Uh -huh. to visit my dad, and, and we all hung out. And so, of course, right, I would sneak into the house, and, and um, I was recording the fights, right, yeah. so that when I came back. But, I, yeah, I ended up recording a baseball game. Yeah. Because they moved the fight, <laughs> right, to, to dang ESPN2. Uh -huh. What a mess having to do all that. Yeah, it just there's way too many cards, you know, way too many different uh, ways to watch uh, the fights. You know, you have a pay-per-view, you have one you have to watch on the ESPN app. Yeah. You've got another one, you know, um, the only one that was no issues was the the zone card because yeah, it know. was 3 hours before That's all the right. others. That's right. That I and I got to tell you, I was able to watch that card mm -hmm. in peace, watched it. I watched all the way up until the uh until the main event. Because yeah. I kind of knew what was going to happen in the main event. Mm -hmm. That wasn't one that I that I thought was in question. That was a minus yeah. 5,000, 98%. So I left right after the uh, Rosado-Bectomir uh, fight. Yeah. Right? Because after that, I said, okay, it's safe to go. And then I recorded the other ones, like I said. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, what a, what, a, what a joke. They moved to ESPN2, right? Mm -hmm. They cut on ESPN2, I think. You know, did they... Did they catch the Lopez Dog Bay fight at the beginning or in the middle? I think they... it was in the middle. Yeah. I yeah, mean, but I was watching on. on, you know, ESPN Plus. Not everybody has ESPN Plus. No. So that's what I'm saying. You know, it reminds me, Rick, back in the early eighties, okay, I always show my age when I talk and when I reference these things, but the NBA championship games, believe it or not, mm -hmm. between like the Lakers and the seventy sixers, they were delayed, Rick. Like oh. they were delayed. Yeah. So you'd you'd be watching them and the game took place like three hours ago. Right. It was an absolute joke. And that's kind of what this feels like to me. You know, like this is boxing. Find a way. You know, why would you schedule a boxing match and on ESPN knowing that you've got a baseball game that has the potential of, you know, baseball has no time limit. Yeah. Right. It's not like a soccer game or a basketball game, although those can kind of extend as well, depending on the score and all the timeouts and all that yeah. stuff. But baseball has no limits. Yeah. Right. No, it Makes doesn't make any sense. So man, so but anyways, be that as a may, Rick. Rick, what a weekend of fights, right? Mm -hmm. And I gotta tell you, Rick, boy, do we know our stuff. Yeah. Okay. Because all of the fights that we called out, right, heading into the weekend, we said these are the fights that you want to watch on these undercards, right? Mm -hmm. We said the most competitive fight was going to be Zamora, Esparza, Dog Bay, and Lopez. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We were right. Yeah. No. Uh, two two close fights. Uh, both uh, disputed decisions. Yep. Um. You know, and by the way, you yeah, know, the, the four locks of the week all came four in. Four locks of the week all came in. No, yeah. no doubt about yeah. it, right? Your guy Cruz, you know, unfortunately beat uh, Francisco El Bandido Vargas, right? Mm -hmm. Wasn't happy about that, but I'm happy that your locks of the week stayed intact. But yeah, man, you know, it's like um, those the, all the fights, right? I was watching that, and thinking, you know, people that listen to our podcast, they're in the know. Mm -hmm. They knew the fights to watch this past weekend. We said the two most competitive fights. Actually, there were several. We said Zamora and Esparza, Alameda and Leo, 
and Lopez and Dogbe, right? Yeah. We said those are going to be the fights that are be that are going to be competitive. They're going to be really interesting. And then we said what was going to be the most intriguing fight? Mm-hmm. We said Rosado and Bektamir. Yeah, we're going to was going to be the most intriguing. Were we spot on or what? Yeah, no, yeah, uh, we we nailed that one. You know, it um, that was probably the, the the fight of the weekend. You know, knockout of the weekend, maybe um, knockout of the year. Yeah, could be. And so, but we called it, right? We mm-hmm. called it. Forget about the Vegas odds, right? We didn't care about the Vegas odds. We knew that because we know our stuff. Speaking of round number six, Rick, this is round number six of fight number four, season four, if you want to go by those particular terms. So I know last week you had your opportunity to pick the round uh, or the fight, and of course you went with Trinidad. Yeah. Shocker, right? So this particular uh, week, Rick, um, we're going to go... Round six, memorable fight, and it is a fight that um, we didn't know that we both attended. Uh-huh. We didn't know each other at the time, yeah. right? So the fight was uh, ended in round six, Fernando Vargas against Fitz Vanderpool. Yeah, no, it's an exciting fight. Um, you know, at the Grand Olympic Auditorium, the only time Vargas ever fought there. Yep. And um, it was his return uh, fight coming back off the uh, De La Hoya loss. Yeah, and what was it, like a year or something? A little over a year layoff, right? Yeah. C- com- coming off of that uh, off of that fight. And what's interesting, right, is, um, you know, we, we were looking at the card, right, at the other, um, the other fighters mm-hmm. that we saw because, you know, obviously Fernando Vargas and Fitz Vanderpool was the main event, but on that card also was Manny Pacquiao. And, and this is 2003. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. you know, you got 2003... Um, you know, a long time ago. That's and a great Pacquiao's point. still fighting. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, how many years ago? It was 18 years uh-huh. ago, right? 18 years, right, and Manny Pacquiao still fighting. Guess who else was on that card, Rick? Who else? The Latin Snake. Yeah. We also saw Sergio Mora, who was 8-0 at the time, mm-hmm. who, by the way, in my opinion, right, is, is not getting any better as a color commentator, <laughs> especially when he is so pro the Golden Boy and the fighters that are in the zone. I'm sorry, but their commentary um, over the top with their support on Marlon Esparza. Really. Yeah, no, it, it was. Uh, it really wasn't as one sided as they were making it out to be. Not at all. Yeah, not at all. No, yeah, exactly. I and mean, here's the other thing, right? Uh, um, the Latin Snake Mora talking about how um, you know his he's throwing his name in the half to fight De La Hoya. No, oh. right? Two guys from East LA. To here's the thing, Mora. No one wants to see it. Yeah, no. Okay, no. it's not a fight we want to see. I'm okay with whatever, you know, nowadays, you know, De La Hoya is going to fight uh, Vito Belfort, which, uh-huh. we'll, which we'll talk about, right? And De La Hoya's already called. There's a reason why De La Hoya is not going to call out Sergio Mora. There's no money to be made in that fight. <laughs> no. Okay? I love Sergio Mora. I love, you know, winner of the first contender, right? Mm-hmm. Loved it. Excellent show, okay? But, yeah, I, I did not agree. We'll talk about the fights that are coming up. But, yeah, man, that was round six. Um, and by the way, Vargas didn't look very impressive in that fight. No, no, it, it uh, you know, it's comeback fight. He was coming back from, uh, I think, uh, back surgery, um, also a suspension for uh, steroids in the De La Hoya loss. Yeah. So, um, you know, he had you know three more fights after that. Yeah. You know, and then the the, the couple of Shane Mosley losses after that. Yeah, and then uh, and then he lost to Ricardo Mayorga. Mm-hmm. Which I also went to that one as well, the Mayorga. Oh, you at, did at Staples, yeah. Oh, no kidding! Yeah. I didn't go to that fight. Yeah. Wow, and that he lost in twelve rounds, mm-hmm. and that yeah, and at that point, if you can't beat Mayorga, right? <laughs> then and by the way, and, and I love Vargas, right? I mean, uh-huh. he literally fought exactly as as he said, right? The Aztec warrior, and I'll tell you what, man. Again, I love these guys, but the problem with boxing, Rick, is that it shows the impact, yeah, on you directly. And I got to tell you, man, you know, he doesn't look all there. In no. some of the interviews and some of the stuff you see, man. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of sad to see, right? But one of one, one of my favorite fighters, you know, I, I I went to four of his fights. Yeah. You know, oh, no it, kidding. It, like like to. Uh, what other fights did you go to? Then you went to the the, the Vanderpool, the Mayorga. I went to the Vanderpool Mayorga. Yeah. I went to uh, the De La Hoya. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And oh, I, you attended that. I one. attended the De La Hoya wow. uh, Vargas fight at the Mandalay Bay. Man, yeah. And, no uh, kidding. But the first fight, I think. Uh, First live fight I went to, yeah, was Fernando Vargas Ross Thompson, which oh, wow. was the fight before the Felix Trinidad fight, and that also was Mandalay Bay. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Wow, I watched the De La Hoya um, uh, Vargas fight. I was in Minneapolis. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. So I was traveling a lot back then, 
And so uh, I went to this place there. They were showing it for five bucks. Mm -hmm. You know, the guy was showing it on, on pay-per-view there. A ton, a ton of De La Hoya fans there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say it was 99% De La Hoya fans there. You know, all, the, all the way in Minneapolis, man. Yeah, I don't know how it seemed there, but it seemed like it was a close fight until, you know, De La Hoya landed that left hook. Yeah. And once De, uh, Vargas started stumbling a little bit, I said, yeah. this fight's over. Yeah, I felt like that was one of those fights where I thought De La Hoya, um, it may have been close, right? Yeah. But you could see... The momentum building, and you can yeah. see that De La Hoya was clearly getting the better of them in exchanges, mm -hmm. and yeah, that fight—what a fight! And it, I mean, it it, uh, it went all the way to the eleventh round, mm -hmm. right? So it's not like it ended early, but um, that's pretty crazy. So you saw him fight four times live, yeah, four times live, yeah. And that one, like I said, and I love the guy, man, but that, yeah, that one was not uh, Vanderpool fight was not the most impressive, no. but it was at the Olympic Auditorium, yeah. And little do we know, right, that we'd be watching. We watched Adela, yeah. uh what's the name, Pacquiao twice, right? Um, was it twice at the Olympic Auditorium? Because we saw him on the member of the same card where, um, oh, what's his name? El Terrible Eric Morales, where uh -huh. he lost, right? Yeah. Remember, they were both having the um, the tune-up fights against uh, to get to each other. And uh, even Brian Valoria was there, the Hawaiian Punch. Anyways, Rick, all right, so here's what we got coming up. We're going to break down all the fights that happened this weekend, right? It's mainly mainly the key ones that I just talked yeah. about. We're going to give you our take on, you know, what we thought about the decisions. Some of them were questionable, two of the fights, of course. And then, of course, we got a weekend of fights coming up, Rick. Yeah, no, it should be a good weekend of uh, fights. We've only got two cards, yep. you know, which is which yeah, is thank perfect. You. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that tells you where we're at, right? Yeah. If we're thankful that there's only two boxing cards, like we're doing pretty dang good, right? Mm -hmm. Although one of them is going to be on ESPN Plus, which is the Lomachenko fight, right? Yeah. The Mario Barrios and Gervonta Davis is that a Showtime fight? It's, no, it's pay per view. Well, Showtime. Oh, pay -per -view, that's right. Yeah. That's the sixty. Is that the sixty nine ninety nine? Yeah, sixty nine ninety nine. Yeah, I don't know about that yeah. one, man. I don't. I don't know about that one. All right, folks, we'll be right back. We're gonna break down all the fights. Got some boxing news. Got some stats of the week. Everything, folks. You'll get caught up in boxing. Pacific Coast boxing. We'll be right back. Because if it goes boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Um, one of the things I forgot to mention, Rick, start reading another boxing book. Um, supposedly, it's considered to be the de facto, right, kind of the Bible on Muhammad Ali and uh, Marvin Fraser. Okay. Joe Fraser, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's called The Ghost of Manila, written by Mark Crom. So I started reading that book um, over the weekend and already just, you know, completely, completely hooked on it, man. Yeah. Yeah, like the book starts out with him uh, meeting with Ali and Fraser eight years after their last fight in uh, in Manila, you know. And so, yeah, just pretty interesting. Just, you know, kind of where they were and the wear uh -huh. and tear. And, you know, Fraser didn't like Ali at all. No. And no. just kind of some of the stuff that happened, you know. And then just listening to some of Ali's stories, meeting uh, Idi Amin, mm -hmm. you know, kind of the butcher of Uganda, as he was called, and some of the stuff that happened there. And just reading some of Ali's yeah. quotes about how, how Ali would fight. Ali's saying, you know, people don't want art. They want to see war. He says, I ain't leaving my face in that ring. <laughs> so just it's pretty pretty interesting book. Yeah. You know, pretty interesting book, yeah. Um, Ali meeting with um, high-ranking officials in, uh, in China. And um, the leader of China, he says, Muhammad Ali says, the leader of China, he's no bigger than my nose, right? <laughs> he says, he asked me. Um, when I'm going to quit, right? And Ali says, well, he didn't have an answer for him. And the leader of China tells Muhammad Ali, he says, mountains can't grow any higher. <laughs> so Muhammad Ali yeah. says he was right. So there's a little excerpt, great book. Uh, can't wait to get to the end of that one and share some of the, uh, some of the insights. But let's get into the insights, Rick, of... Yeah. The fights that happened this weekend. Let's go by card by card. What do you got? Yeah, so we'll we'll start with the DAZN card. I, th I think this was uh, probably my favorite card of the bunch. You know, yeah. it was. Uh, and we called that, by the way. Yeah, you know, it was uh, the first one, so no interruption. You could watch this one without uh, having to watch to jump over to another fight. Yep. Um, Jaime Munguia in the main event mm -hmm. versus uh, Camille Zarameta. Yeah. You know, and this one went. You know, pretty much as, you know. The way it was supposed to go. Yeah. You know, Zaremeta was a two-week uh, replacement. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, I think um, he didn't come out. Yeah. For the uh, for the seventh round. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I, I 
you know, I ended. I watched that one afterwards. I didn't watch mm-hmm. it live because I wasn't, you know, there was the, the the end. There was no suspense as far as who's going to win yeah. that fight. But the other fights, right? Get to the other. Get fights. to the other fights. All right. Yes. Um, well, we had uh, Bechtemir versus yes. uh, Gabriel Rosado. Yes. Uh, Bechtemir was uh, seven and zero. Uh, yeah. This fight took place at uh, super middleweight, and um, you know Gabriel Rosado with the uh, third round knockout um, in a fight that uh, Bechtemir seemed like, and he definitely thought he had way under control. Yeah, well, he did have under control, right? So he's wailing away, right? Uh-huh. By the way, it reminded me of uh, fights that I saw in um, in junior high school, okay? Yeah, <laughs> Irving Junior High School in L.A. to be exact, yeah. okay? When the guy who was winning the fight, right, we already knew who was going to win the fight. Mm-hmm. No absolutely careless and reckless, right? Reckless abandon with how punches were being thrown. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of, Rick, Okay. This guy, Bechtemir, obviously, you know, decorated amateur, 7-0 yeah. as a pro. But, oh boy, right, did they completely underestimate the tough fighter from Philadelphia, which we love, by the way, Gabriel Rosado, 25-13. Uh-huh. and 13. Here's the thing, Rick, okay? They're talking about, boy, what a great job, you know, Rosado did, and what a great uh-huh. counterpunch, and they're likening it to the Marquez and Pacquiao fight. The only thing that resembled was the fact that both guys were out after one punch, okay? Marquez completely timed, right, the punch by Manny Pacquiao and got him going in. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's where the similarities end, okay? Because Pacquiao, obviously, is a polished, professional season, one of the greatest fighters of all time. Bechtemir, Rick, had his left hand dragging on the canvas (laughs) as he was coming in, right, to throw this haymaker from, you know, from Tennessee, Mm-hmm. Right, that was basically um, telegrammed. Right, yeah. like you could see that punch coming from a mile away. <laughs> right now, don't get me wrong. Credit to Rosado for mm-hmm. seeing that. Right, and then throwing the right hand as he was coming in. Beautiful slip to the right mm-hmm. after the punch was thrown. But this guy, are you kidding me? <laughs> Did you? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It wasn't like it was a bam, bam, like, wow, that was beautiful. Rosado saw the opening, and he hit him. The opening was bigger than Kansas, Rick. Yeah, you know, I okay. think they, they were saying during the fight that uh, Bechtemir throws just as many body punches as he does, you know, punches to the head. Yeah. And he's going to leave himself open. Yeah. You know, his head's going to be open. and, and Open, yeah. Everything was shot. open. Yeah. It was absolutely ridiculous, man. Yeah. Yeah, and, and what a mistake, right? Yeah. You look at this now. And you say to yourself, yeah, now, can can Bechtemir, and we're calling him by his first name, by the way, right? He's, yeah. He does have a last name. But, uh, you know, he's, he's Beck the Bully. Beck the so, Bully. Yeah, so, yeah, so we'll go by, by Beck the name. Bully. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you just, you kind of step back, right? Easy to say now, Rick, of course, mm-hmm. right? You know, the proverbial hindsight is twenty twenty. okay? Yeah. I had not seen Beck the Bully fight a lot, right? Yeah. I told you that he had spent several rounds uh, sparring here with locally with uh, with Raul, mm-hmm. right, uh, Lizarraga. But I'm sorry, right? Uh, Joe Diaz is the trainer, mm-hmm. right? I mean, what were they thinking? Yeah, no, it, it uh, you know, and you know, props to Freddie Roach. You know, Freddie yeah. Roach, uh, he went 3-0 and on this card. Um, yeah. And he had uh, Gabriel Rosado ready for, for this fight, and... Um, Rosado's actually good for for a couple fights now. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, wasn't too long ago that uh, you were calling out. Yeah, Gabriel Rosado. Yeah, I don't I don't know if you're doing that anymore. <laughs> you know, I think uh, you're right. I was calling him out, Rick, when yeah, I was when I was you know, on my on my comeback. But he's, <laughs> Thanks you know, for reminding me and his, everybody of that. Yeah, his resurgence now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I don't know. You know, maybe I I tell you maybe we leave, gotta leave this one alone. Yeah, I would. I would still like to to fight him, yeah. but that's but that's a whole other story. Yeah. Rick. that's a whole other story. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, hoping that wouldn't come up, but thank you, Rick. Yeah. Yes, I was calling him out. Here's the thing, right? Is that again? And, and I was happy to see it, right? Because mm-hmm. if there's such a thing as a guy like deserving that, it's him. Because yeah. now he's in line to get a big five. Now they're talking about Jaime Munguia, and that's mm-hmm. looking like a reality yeah. coming up in October, November, right? Here's the thing. And I even called him, right, last week. He's kind of, unfortunately, the glorified gatekeeper, yeah. et cetera. He's always waiting for that next fight. He always steps in. He's kind of that guy, just like, um, oh, gosh, uh, Matarosian. Mm-hmm. Same thing, the when he stepped in to fight Triple G and then got completely, you know, thrashed, unfortunately. Yeah. 
Um, Rosado was the stand-in for Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. when he fought Daniel Jacobs. Yeah. Okay. He they had him ready to fight in case Chavez Jr. pulled his shenanigans and wasn't ready, mm-hmm. which you know he ended up pulling shenanigans during the fight yeah. when he had his nose broken and said he couldn't breathe. That particular night, by the way, Rick, you know, Rosado ended up still fighting, but it was an hour after the main event ended with nobody in the arena. Because remember, there was a whole big controversy. Fans weren't happy. Mm -hmm. And so Rosado's always that, you know, in that kind of in that waiting zone. Right. Yeah. Never actually, you know, the one always the what is it? Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it was good to finally see him get this opportunity. Beck Demir and team, obviously, right? Beck the bully, Joel Diaz, said, hey, this is a name, right? Yeah. A name that you can put on your resume. You, Oh, my God, like I said, horrible form. Yeah. No, it, it, it's, it's I mean, did, did you see? Again, yeah, he put him down in the first round. Veteran move to go down, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because Rosado's like, okay, screw it, you know? And Rosado could take a punch. Yeah. And people think Rosado is this Philly fighter that stands in the phone booth and exchanges. That's not how he fights. He counter punches by trade. Yeah, That's kind of what he does. The guy that taught him how to fight in Philly, you know, now he's with Freddie Roach, but that's what he does. He mm-hmm. counter punches. They, they call it the clock. I mean, that that's kind of his style, you know? Of course, I would have figured it out. But, yeah. But, yeah. but that... That's what he does, right? But yeah, that I and I'm sorry again. All credit to Gabe Rosado, but that was as much a rookie fighter, uh-huh. right? Throwing, you know, trying to throw a three-one fastball, yeah, right, yeah, by Barry Bonds. And, and you, you might have been I mean? able to see it coming, but uh, you know, Joel Diaz, you know, didn't see it coming. You know, could have told him, you know, hey, yeah. you, you watch out for this, you know, yeah. and just didn't. And that's a great point, Rick, because your trainer should say that. Hey, yeah. don't get careless, right? Yeah, keep your hands up. Keep jabbing, right? Keep setting up. Keep going to the body. Have patience. Take your time, mm-hmm. right? This is a veteran fighter you're, you're up in there against. Again, and Rosado doesn't have necessarily the one-punch knockout power, but in boxing, it doesn't matter, yeah. right? Leverage, physics, always wins out. Mm-hmm. He's coming in. The other guy sees you, right? Doesn't really have to figure out what you're doing, again, when your left hand is literally painting the canvas, Right, yeah. it's almost like he's striking a match with the canvas, getting ready right to throw this huge haymaker, and uh-huh. Rosado clocked him. Well, you mentioned it earlier. Remind you of Mister T, in, yes, in, in, in Rocky Three, yes. where you know uh, Rocky's like, uh, you know, just patting him on the head, and you know he's winding, you know, yes, from way way back there, yes, to throw those punches. That's exactly what yeah. it reminded me of, Rick. It reminded me when I was watching that. Says, who's this guy, Clubber Lang? Yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, you talk about telegraphing your punches, yeah, right. I mean, and again, I'm not taking anything away from Rosado. Great job by Rosado. Mm-hmm. I love Gabe Rosado. Always been a big fan of him. Now he gets the opportunity. Yeah. There no, you go. He's going to get a big fight. You know, Munguia. It's not Munguia. He's going to get somebody else. Uh, yep. You know, and. Oh, he's going to get Munguia. Yeah. I mean, he called him out. And plus, you know, they're, they're all in the same family yeah. there with the promotion. He's going he's gonna to get him. That's going to be a great fight. Yeah. Um, also in this fight, uh, Ibeth uh, Zamora. Yeah. Uh, versus uh, Marlon Esparza, and, and Marlon Esparza won a close decision. Um, you know, Esparza, you know, didn't look very impressive, but um, she's a Texas, she's a uh, fighter from Texas. They're in Texas. Um, Should have known that if it's going to be a close fight, she's going to get the decision. Yeah, what a bunch of garbage. Yeah. You, you know I didn't like this decision, yeah. you know, and I knew, I knew, and we were texting each other. Yeah. I already knew what the decision was going to be mm-hmm. before the fight ended, right? Esparza, you know, Golden Boy Promotions, right? Because who's going to pay money to want to see Zamora, yeah. unfortunately, right? The, um, the, the, uh, the Olympic, um, the Olympic, right, the Olympic mm-hmm. team member Esparza, right? She didn't win gold, did she? Um, no, I don't believe so. Yeah, I believe um, she won gold. They did mention during the telecast that she was the seventh member of that uh, yeah. uh, boxing team to, yeah. to win a world title. Right, and that was before the fight. Yeah. <laughs> Said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, again, right, everything in Esparza's favor, right? Mm-hmm. And so here's the thing, right? Was she the busier of the two? Yes, right? Yeah. She had that, you know, that bogus, you know, sprint out at the beginning of the first three rounds, right? By the time he got to round four, she had already lost steam. Mm-hmm. I felt Zamora was landing the more telling blows, okay? Um, you know, Esparza with her, da-da-da-da, you know, with the, with the whole voice, yeah. right? But not really doing anything. No. It's just peppering but no damage. She doesn't have any punching power. Zero. You know, she's got one knockout in... 
11 fights. Yeah, so I, I felt bad. Now, I'm not saying that Zamora won and it was overwhelming, mm -hmm. but some of the scorecards for Esparza were ridiculous. Yeah, I think uh, yeah they gave uh, Zamora two rounds. One right. judge only gave her two rounds. Right, that's the one I was telling you about, mm -hmm. right? Was that the 97-92 with the it, knockdown? With the knockdown, yeah. Right, how could that be? Yeah, <laughs> yeah how could you 8-2 to two with the knockdown? There's no way yeah. Zamora only won two rounds. Remember in one of our yeah. earlier podcasts, I talked about, we talked about how to fix boxing. That would be a scorecard yeah. where that judge is over 50% different than the other two judges, yeah. and that needs to be reviewed. Mm -hmm. So bad decision. Yeah. Okay, that fight should be a rematch. Yeah, no, it definitely should. Um, you know, I think uh, everyone's looking for the uh, esparza Sinisa Estrada fight. But, right. Uh, you know, maybe a rematch here would, would would be good. Yeah, and now I gotta be honest with you. Now I'm more pro Sinisa Estrada. Yeah. Just after seeing that fight, I just I'm sorry, man. That and you know what happened to? Remember the old days, Rick? You have to take it from the champion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What it, happened to that? When, when when did that go out the window, man? Yeah, it's just one of those things where you know you're you're in Texas. She's from Texas. You know she's gonna get. You know she's gonna get the. Uh, I think just as important, Rick, is yeah. the promotional company yeah. and what she has, and and you know, and the value, and the monetization mm -hmm. uh, opportunities that she presents to you know all of the different uh, organizations, yeah. television, etc. Man, it's just it's unfortunate that uh, I, I'm see now. I'm not using the word robbery, right? I'm not saying that Zamora was robbed, mm -hmm. but. I don't think that Esparza won. No. Certainly not eight rounds to two. Yeah. No one's talking about it, by the way. You know yeah. that no one's out here saying, geez, you know, eight to two. Who saw that fight eight to two? Nobody. Yeah, no. And you know, maybe maybe the the Rosado pretty much uh, stole all the thunder from from that fight. Yeah, well, knockout of the year, by the way. Yeah. It has to be knockout of the year. That's a knockout of the year, by the way. A knockout that you don't see coming uh -huh. from an opponent, right? That you didn't think um had even the chance. Of executing that, and that actually leads to a bigger fight. Yeah, you know, possibly mm -hmm. a title fight. You know, who who knows what it's going to lead to. Yeah, but uh, you know, there's there, there's something at the end of it. Um, also on this card, you know, we'll touch on quickly uh, Blair Cobbs. Yeah, impressive knockout. Blair the Flair. Blair the Flair. Mm -hmm. uh, in the fifth round over Brad uh, Solomon. Yes. So another Freddie Roach fighter, and uh, you know he continues to develop. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's interesting simply because of who he is, right? Mm -hmm. He's Blair the Flair for a reason, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, he was out there with Gabriel Rosado, too, after that win. Yeah. Really hemming it up, which is fine. I like that. You know, they're stable mm -hmm. mates. They're both training there out of, uh, um, what's what's Freddie Roach's gym called? The, the Wild uh, Card. Yeah, the Wild Card gym. So, I mean, I like that. I like yeah. him, by the way. He's good for boxing. Mm -hmm. Good kid, exciting. Now, he, of course, fights at the 147 tough welterweight. Yeah. I don't know. Right, if he's got the skill set to really compete mm -hmm. at the top of that division, it's, it's a rough, di rough division. Yeah, it's a rough division. Yeah. But you know what? I think it's time that we see him against better opposition, uh -huh. just to kind of see uh, what's out there. Tell you what, Rick. Let's take a quick break, and then we're going to switch to the other two cards. And then, yes, we will touch on the insignificant joke that was the fight that took place in, was it Jalisco? In Jalisco, yeah. And yeah, and the, just the disaster that was there. We'll be right back, Pacific Coast Boxing. Uh, let's continue on to the next card. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll go to the uh, Showtime card. Um, Jamal, Jamal Charlo. Versus uh, Juan Macias Montiel. Yes. And um, this is just a lopsided, you know, um, fight. Yeah. You know, the, the only thing I can say about it is that Montiel, you know, made it till the end. Yeah. Um, Charlo, I felt, probably should have gotten him out of there. You know, Montiel was a little bit awkward. But, yeah. um, you know, I, Charlo didn't look very impressive in this one. Yeah. I mean, you know, I guess you can give Montiel credit, right? Mm -hmm. He's a little awkward. And he turned it into, um, you know, a more, comp I don't want to say competitive. He turned uh -huh. it into more of a fight. But, yeah, so what? Who cares? You know, fight's done. Charlo's got to fight somebody of significance. You know, Benavides afterwards mm -hmm. already calling him out, right? Yeah. And we had even mentioned that the Benavides in person, right? They're, in, they're both with PBC. What's to stop that fight from being made, Rick? Yeah. No, it's a fight that should be made. You get two undefeated uh, fighters. You know, in their primes, 
you know, why not have that fight? Yeah, it makes no sense at all. There, yeah. There's nothing to stop that. Caleb Plant, PBC, is going to fight Canelo. Have those two guys fight each other. Yeah. So, yeah, so be it. He's still undefeated, but, yeah. Yeah, no, he just wasn't very impressive. Um, <laughs> Angelo Leo, um, he won a decision over uh, Aaron Alameda. That was a good fight, Rick. We mm-hmm. talked about that. You know, we highlighted that. We said, you know, we put the spotlight. We said that's going to be one of the best fights. Um, and it was. Yeah. Dan, good fight. Very close. A lot of phone booth. I think the right guy won. I think Leo did deserve it. Mm-hmm. Uh, tough break for Alameda. Um, just a good fight. You know, remember, both of these guys only had one fight. Alameda lost to uh, Louis uh, Neary. And then, of course, Leo lost to Stephen Fulton, mm-hmm. um, who ended up, you know, is now going to fight uh, Brandon, the heartbreak. Uh, the heartbreak kid, right? Mm-hmm. Figueroa. So, no, man, that was a good fight. A lot of back and forth, yeah. a lot of in-your-face action, but I think the right guy won. Yeah, no, no, definitely. And I think he's the, uh, I think he was with Mayweather as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah he is. Um, he is. The other fight, uh, Isaac uh, Cruz, yes. uh, the pit bull. Yes. Um, he won a decision over Francisco Vargas in this one. Um, your luck of the week. Yeah. One yeah. of your lucks of the week. Yeah, I, I, it just felt... Uh, Vargas is way past his prime, you know, put up a good effort. But, uh, you know, fortunately, I don't think this is the end of Vargas. I think yeah. we see him fight again, but just outmatched and, you know, he's, too, uh, he's not big enough for 135. No, I mean, from the very first round, Rick, you mm-hmm. can see that, and again, Francisco El Bandido Vargas uh-huh. with one of the most beautiful autographs yeah. in the history of any sport. He will draw the little, you know, face and character of a bandit. Um, he was just getting manhandled and, and, you know, moved around like a mannequin uh-huh. in the ring, Rick. Okay. And yeah, 135 is way too big for him. This guy was rough and tumbling. And then of course you had the cut at the end of the fight. Yeah. He's done, mm-hmm. but you're going to see him show up on cards Yeah, in probably in Mexico because he still has a name mm-hmm. and he's still going to get paid. And I guarantee you, he still needs the money. Yeah. The guy that just gave us just memorable fights against Mira, against Orlando Salido, mm-hmm. against uh, you know Miguel Burchelt. He he at that point he was kind of already done. Burchelt was too big for him. Yeah. Um, right, we almost went to that fight for the six round knockout. Mm-hmm. Right, second fight against Burchelt, he got KO'd in, in round six. Love Vargas, but yeah, this has got to be it for him. Unfortunately, it won't be. Yeah, no, unfortunately, he he'll probably have a few more fights, and uh, there'll be that last fight where he really gets knocked out. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, we'll go move over to the top rank card, um, Inoue versus, uh, Das Marinas. Yes. And, um, Inoue, you know, looked impressive, you know, yeah. as, as he always does. Yeah. Um, Das Marinas, uh, tough Filipino fighter, but, uh, no match for Inoue. No, I mean, he's probably one of my favorite fighters, yeah. right? Still is. Um, you could easily have him, by the way, as the, as on the top pound for pound. Yeah. I don't care what list you have. Canelo's number one, and in a way, the monster has to be number two, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Nobody's more skilled, nobody's beaten more um, fighters than than he has, certainly. Yeah. So, yeah, no no surprise there. Um, it looks like they're trying to set up the rematch, right? Yeah. Between him and the great uh, Nonito Donaire, mm-hmm. who's going to fight. Uh, who do we got? I know you got that coming up. Yeah. Ca- Casamero? Yeah, Casamero. Um, it's going to be uh, August 21st, and I'm hearing it's at. Uh, the Dignity Sports Health yeah. Center. Yeah, I tell you what, Rick, if that's 821, the Dignity Health Sport, we got to be there. Yeah, we got to be there. No doubt about it as yeah. soon as those go on sale. <laughs> or we'll probably have our press passes all set yeah. up by then. So either way, we're going to be there. Yeah, and then, you know, no reason why we, we shouldn't be able to. You know, it's still, it's it's tryout season for fast pitch softball. So Yeah, that's we, exactly we, uh, right. You know, for you. I'm, should, out, I'm, should, I'm out of the travel softball yeah, world, Rick. Yeah, Completely out. Um, but yes, that, that, that's, um, that's going to be a good fight. Yeah. Uh, Michaela Mayer, uh, just like we said, unanimous decision over uh, yeah. Erica Farias. Right. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, all of these championship fights that took place, yeah, she did what she was supposed mm-hmm. to. She took care of business. The only championship fight that we knew was going to be competitive, and then, of course, it had just a, I didn't like the decision, was Asparza and Zamora. Other than mm-hmm. that, all these other fights were minus 5,000 to not even being touched. Yeah. Pretty ridiculous. I'll tell you one uh one interesting footnote on the whole betting, mm-hmm. the uh, the Bechtemir, uh Beck the Bully fight and Rosado, uh-huh. the odds makers were so sure that Bechtemir, that Beck the Bully was going to beat Rosado, 
that you couldn't include that fight in any sort of parlay. <laughs> yeah, that's how sure they were that that fight was going to wow. go in Beck the Bully's favor. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? You could not include it in a parlay. Oh, it was wow. banned. And you see what happened. Uh-huh. So, yes, that was uh, that was the that yeah. yeah. So Michaela Mayer winning again. That yeah, was a ho ho hum. That was a big mistake by uh, Vegas. Yeah, you know, they, they would have been included that into a parlay. Yeah, you know, then <laughs> they would have made a lot of money. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. this fight uh, we we thought would be uh, the fight of the of this card. Yeah, you know, Adam Lopez. You know, he loses a, a close decision to uh, yes Isaac Dogbe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we we said right that was going to be the fight of the whole day, right? Of I mean, we said that fight, like I said, we knew Zamora and Esparza, Elamito Leo, but that fight of all of them, well, obviously we had Adam Blue Nose Lopez. We had him on a year ago, Rick. We had him on on June seventeenth, two thousand twenty, yeah. right in the middle of COVID. Um, I'm reaching out to him. Hopefully, he can come back on. He's already asking for a rematch with Isaac Dogbe. Mm-hmm. We both saw the fight. Um, the numbers seem to favor um, Dog Bay. Pull up the punch stats for that record. There's so many fights this weekend. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at the wrong numbers for the wrong fight. Um, you believe Lopez should have gotten the decision, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I, I felt he did enough, um, especially late in that fight to uh, get the get the decision on that yeah, one. Yeah, I, I thought so too. But here's the thing, right? Is that and by the way, Adam Lopez is never. In a bad fight, right? Mm-hmm. Every single fight that that guy's in is just a good fight, right? The Jason San- Sanchez fight, the uh, you know King Lori Korea fight, like no fight that he's in is a bad fight. And it's almost like the it's almost like the script is always the same. Starts out a little slow, almost like a feel out round. Uh-huh. The opponent seemingly starts to get the better of him. And then something happens toward the middle rounds where he starts to figure his opponent out, and then he kind of starts to dominate. I thought he did enough as well, Rick. Yeah. I mean, they had one judge had it 95-95. They had, there was a scorecard in that fight as well that I thought was lopsided. It was 97-93. Like, yeah, there one. you go. That one. Yeah. yeah. That, that's 7-3, right? That's basically what that's saying. Um, and there's no way, right? Um, so, okay, so I found the uh, CompuBox numbers. Yeah. Um, and it it says it you know how tightly the the contest was. Yeah. Uh, Lopez landed 152. Yeah. Out of 527. Yeah. And then uh, Dog Bay and landed 134. Yeah. Out of 487. Yeah. See, so this was one of those. And but see, mm-hmm. it's the opposite, right? Because in the Esparza and Zamora fight, Esparza landed more punches. Yeah. The difference in that fight, Rick, was that Zamora landed the more telling punches, the more mm-hmm. effective punches, the more power punches. In this one, it was Lopez. Yeah. Right? And so it was, what was it, 152 to 136, you said? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I thought Lopez won. In this case, not only was he busier and landed more punches, mm-hmm. but he landed the more telling punches. And then, you know, just down the stretch, you know, may, maybe he gave away too many rounds in, in the beginning, but yeah. uh, I felt he did enough and, and, and got enough of the later rounds to... Uh, to pull this one out. Yeah, so did, so did I. The only thing I can say is that it wasn't a loss that, you know, moves Adam Lopez out of, you know, any serious discussion as being, you know, a, a, a valid contender. Yeah. Like I said, he's calling him out. If you go to Adam, you know, Adam's uh, Blue, uh, Blue Nose Lopez, you go to his Instagram page, he's already calling him out, saying, let's run it back again. And they should. Yeah. It was a hell of a fight, and they should run it back again. Because, I, like I said, yeah. I think Lopez won. Okay, now. Obviously, big Adam Blue Nose Lopez fans, right? Mm-hmm. His dad, Hector Lopez, grew up, you know, in Toonerville, a guy that I, you know, I, I'd see him running in the streets. So, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm pulling for Adam Blue Nose Lopez, but I do think he won. But did he win, you know, but at most, 6-4. Yeah. I'm not talking 7-3. That's why I don't understand that one judge giving him 7-3 because it was a 95-95 mm-hmm. in that one as well, right? And then I think the other one was six rounds to uh, six to four. Yeah. So I, I don't know, man. It was a good fight. A hell of a fight. What am I, what, what am I talking mm-hmm. about, right? Fight, uh, that fight and probably the Rosado Bechtemir was, you know, knockout of the year. Yeah. But what a fight. No, yeah. No, no. It was, it was a great fight. And yeah, they, sh- they, they should do it again. You know what's frustrating too, Rick? I'm watching these fights, right? And it's like, that fight, right? The um, the Adam Lopez and Dog Babe, that's a main event fight. Yeah. 
that is a main event fight that should be taking place at the Dignity Health Sports Center, mm-hmm. at Staples Center. That's a main event that would draw thousands. Same with um, now the, Alam- the Alameda-Leo fight. Yeah, That's a fight that should be a main event. Maybe on that, uh, what do they call it, the Fight Club? Mm-hmm. That one that they were doing in Puerto Rico. It's got like the fist. Uh, you know what I'm fight, talking about? Fight City? or Yeah, Fight City, yeah. something like that. The one that they were even doing out of the wild card gym. Mm-hmm. That's a main event, the Alameda-Leo. Yeah. And they should give those kind of fights main event, right, mm-hmm. uh, uh, credibility. Same with the Zamora Esparza. That is a main event fight. Yeah. should not be an undercard. Just because the main event happens to be a champion, whether it's Munguia mm-hmm. or, um, you know, a Charlo, you know, whoever's headlining these fights, that's not the best fight of the night. Yeah. I don't know why they do that. Like, this is when the promoters and the managers get it wrong. If you want boxing to, to move forward, those are all main event fights, yeah. man. What else we got, Rick? Uh, now we're going to get to the disaster that was the uh, <laughs> the Chavez uh, pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, we'll start with uh, the main event, which was uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Sr. Yeah. versus uh, Hector Camacho Jr. Was that actually the main event? Yeah. That was um, the very last fight. Well, <laughs> mi- mi- mid- midweek, um, Chavez Sr. was willing to give Chavez Jr. Yeah. main event status okay. and, 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 and give it you know for Anderson Silva. Yeah. Um, but Anderson Silva said, no, you know, Julio Cesar Chavez Sr. is, is, is a legend. Yeah. Will be the co-main event. Yeah. Anderson Silva nixed it. Could you imagine if they said, okay, and yeah. well, we'll get to the disaster that was Chavez yeah. Jr. But we'll start with the senior. Yeah. Um, you know, pretty entertaining. You know, it, it was what it was going to be. You mm-hmm. know, um, they both had uh, headgear on, yeah. you know, they, um, Chavez Sr., you know, called Canelo over to, uh, you know, yeah, uh, be in his corner. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know, by the way, that that was the um, the tradition in boxing that you call over, you know, the next guy <laughs> you pass the torch to in your, in the, yeah. in your corner. A-, a little awkward for me, by the yeah, way. Yeah, you know, the, the, I don't think Canelo was, understood what was going on. No, yeah, it was weird. Like he was taking off his jacket, like he was going to go fight, you right. know, Chavez Sr. Right. And, um, you know, just, yeah, kind of a weird type of deal. The other thing was, the place was pretty empty. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it, it uh, I was yeah. looking at it and, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of empty seats, of course, lately how it's been a lot of rain. Yeah. You know, you have these outdoor venues and they, yeah. and they put them in places that have rain. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's, and let's get to, uh, Chavez Jr. Mm-hmm. The, his first, uh, debacle was the weigh-in. Yeah. You know, he weighed, you know, two and a half pounds. Yeah. Over. Shocker. You know, uh, he had to pay Anderson Silva, you know, $100,000 yeah. um, from his purse. Um, I don't know how much Chavez Jr. made for this, but uh, too much. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping this, and just like before, yeah. I'm hoping that this is the end yeah. of Chavez Jr. He loses in a fight where, you know, how many boxers versus MMA guys, how many fights have we seen yeah. where the boxer just kind of wipes the floor? Even... Um, yeah. Even Jake Paul mm-hmm. wiped the floor with Ben Askren, MMA right, fighter, right. who is younger than Silva, right. and Chavez Jr. Yeah. finds a way to lose to a decision to Anderson Silva. Yeah, that's right. Very similar, by the way, to when he had to give up all that money. You know that in the uh, the fight that Chavez Jr. fought Daniel Jacobs, he made $3 million, Rick. Yeah. Oh. $3 million. And I'm pretty sure he had to give up like a million of it yeah. due to, to him not making weight against Jacobs. Remember? Mm-hmm. He was overweight for that one. So, yeah, an absolute joke. Yeah. Um, as far as, you know, I think you said, are you going to see him again? You probably will, Yeah. unfortunately, unfortunately. because he still has the name. Mm-hmm. Even though I doubt they made a lot of money, no one now, you know, treats him as a serious fighter. He has no credibility. And whatever was left, right, is gone. Yeah. If you cannot beat, yeah, a 46-year-old MMA guy that's got one fight on his record, right, and Silva's even toying with him, uh-huh. right? Mocking with him, playing with him, and Chavez can do nothing, okay? This guy's done. He's a joke. As much as I was actually, I mm-hmm. used to be a fan of Chavez Jr., kind of felt bad that, you know, he's kind of grown up, you know, in the shadow of his yeah. dad and trying to make it. Screw this guy, man. He's disrespectful to boxing, to the sport, yeah. to himself. I mean, it's just, I, I'm done. Yeah. I've been done with him, right? Yeah. But this right here, a boxer losing to an MMA guy. But this is when you got to say, but did a boxer really lose to an MMA yeah. guy? Is Chavez Jr. Jr. really a boxer? 
Yeah. And no. at this point, you'd have to say, no, he's not. Yeah. And at this point, ever since he's dyed his hair blonde, I don't think he's won a fight. Yeah. Ran around with the, you know, with the pink underwear training for whatever. Yeah. What a joke. Yeah. And as far as, yeah, the Chavez, you know, the dad and, you know, Hector Camacho uh, uh, Jr., I hope that's the damn end of it, too. Mm-hmm. I told you before, right? I'm not a big fan. I hate to say it. You know, I don't hate to say it. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of who he says are Chavez. Okay. I'm a fan of him as a fighter and as a yeah. boxer, and I respect that. But just no humility in that guy, right? No. It's it's why I've I've not really taken a liking to him. And so I have a feeling this is not the last time you're going to see him in the ring. Uh, no, I, yeah, I don't think so either. I, th- I think he fights again. You know, it, maybe it's a year from now, but... Uh, something will come up, you know. It'll be a yeah. It'll be a De La Hoya Chavez senior right, fight. Right. You know who, who knows right. what it'll be. Where well, there's it, money to be made, Rick, yeah. and there's exhibitions. He's gonna do it. Yeah. So. Um. So the last uh, part of this weekend, you know, um, I know you were upset, but this was gonna be the weekend, the return of Jim Lamp- Jim Lampley. Yes. You know, and because yes. of COVID, yeah. you know, and and Teofimo, <laughs> you know, we we didn't get that. <laughs> You know, I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's right, because uh, Triller Heights signed him, right? Uh-huh. And it also, right, uh, it actually made my day when you were telling us last week that Triller evidently is not doing so well financially, yeah. right? May not be involved in boxing. And you wonder if that had anything to do with the fact that they just signed Jim Lampley. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it could have been, you and, know. And, uh, and all of a sudden it went down. I was hearing... Uh, <laughs> I was hearing a interview with uh, Lampley, and it kind of seemed like uh, nothing really panned out. Like no, no, nobody was calling yeah. to get him to to come do it. And finally, yeah, you know, Triller, you know, stepped up and yeah, wanted him to uh, call fights, which should tell you everything you need to know, yeah. right? If I'm Jim Lampley and I'm sitting there saying, "Gee, that's odd," right? Yeah, you know, in his mind, one of the greatest play-by-play boxing right um, uh, uh, announcers, and he's not being called for a job. That's because he's not that good. That's because, Jim, you know, you're not very effective. You're not very um, entertaining. And we don't like listening to you, man. Yeah. That's why, Rick. He's, and, he's, and honestly, again, I'm not judging him as a human being. I don't, I don't know him as his character. From, a, you know, from an announcer, he's nothing like uh, the guy from Showtown is really good, Morello. Uh-huh. That's probably my favorite. That guy's good. Yeah. You know what uh, I'm talking yeah, about? That guy's good, yeah. Yeah, he's really good. He's he's probably one of the better ones. In fact, he's probably number one. In fact, we should probably next week break down who are the best, right? Mm-hmm. Who are the best lead boxing analysts, announcers? Yeah. You know, know what? I, yeah, and I just gave mine. I said, I, uh, well, you know what? We'd let, let's put them all down and see who's number uh, one. But that guy from Showtime, Morello, is probably – he's going to be top three. Yeah. Yeah. Mike for Mike, kind of like pound for pound. Yeah, Mike I'll, for Mike, he's probably not, he close to number. I'll one. have to you know do some some research over the next week and yeah I'll because let you know my... yeah well well let let's put a list together because yeah. the guy from uh, the one that does the zone mm-hmm. wasn't all that bad this weekend because they took out that other clown. Okay, the guy that's just a party boy, the one yeah. that just wants to show up and party. He wasn't. He's not there anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's not. Yeah, and Sergio Mora was there, you know. And then we'll have to do the uh, the color commentating. Yeah, we'll do that. As far as like which fighters, uh-huh. you know. Well, I still miss Pauli Mal- Malinaji. Yeah, so do I, yeah. man. So do I. Oh no, that's the thing, right? He, when we do our ranking, yeah. Malinaji is going to be included. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, Rick. Does that break down all the fights? Yeah, that's uh, all the fights from this past weekend. Wow, there you go, man. The big twenty-four fight, yeah. four fight card, four championships, twelve thirty. 6 p.m., 7 p.m., move from ESPN to ESPN2, mm-hmm. right? Record, stop, pause. What a mess. But we got through it, and exactly how we called it, Rick, the fights that we said were going to be entertaining, the mm-hmm. fights that we said were going to be intriguing, it all worked out. I think we got the knockout of the year, yeah. right? We got a fight that is uh, begging for a rematch, which mm-hmm. is lo- two of them, two. Lopez Dogbe and I think Zamora and Esparza. Unfortunately, Zamora's probably not going to get it, yeah. and that's because the Esparza team, camp, and promoters know that that's too dangerous, and Zamora probably um, probably whips her. And, and they could make an, uh, you know probably more money fighting somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. So that fight probably is not going to happen. We got the output of uh, Rosado knocking out Bechtemir on an, an intriguing match now. I got to tell you, Rosado and Jaime Munguia, yeah. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you right now, 
Rosado's got a shot. Yeah, no, no. The uh, you know Freddie Roach has got him uh, fighting really well right now, and absolutely. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I would love to see it. Yeah, that's not a uh, oh Munguia's going to step is going to mm-hmm. go right through him. Rosado's a veteran. Rosado seemingly is getting better. Yeah, like like a good bottle of wine, Rick. So kudos to him, folks. We'll be right back. We have the stat of the week, and of course we have the fights that are coming up this weekend. We have Lomachenko in action. And uh, the Mario Barros, Gervonta Davis. We'll be right back, folks. Pacific Coast Boxing. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Rick, we do have uh, two fight cards. Mm -hmm. I guess that's a lot easier to digest. Coming up this weekend, what do we got, Rick? Uh, We've got... uh from ES from Las Vegas ESPN mm-hmm. Plus card uh we've got uh, Lomachenko versus uh, Nakatani yes um interested in this fight you know it uh, Nakatani had that great uh fight over uh, Felix Verdejo where he where yeah. came back and uh, mm-hmm. knocked him out yeah and this is the first fight Lomachenko's had since losing to uh, Teofimo yeah and also remember right Nakatani also ha- uh went the distance with the great Teofimo Lopez mm-hmm. right that was the fight where at the time People were questioning whether or not Teofimo Lopez was ready, right, for uh, to fight Lomachenko, and we're kind of question. We were kind of questioning, well, what was it, right? Was it Teofimo Lopez who just wasn't ready, or was Nakatani that good? Yeah. And then we saw Nakatani with just a tremendous performance against Verdejo, mm-hmm. which, by the way, Rick, if memory serves, we had it down as the fight of the year, yeah, for yeah. last year, and it was the fight of the year. Because of, and you talk about has Felix Verdejo gone the other side yeah. since that, right? We haven't really heard much else in the news, right? No, no. Other than the fact I, I that he's, he's, he's done. He's yeah. arrested yeah. and everything, he's, though, right? Yeah. Crazy, right? He's not getting out. Yeah, yeah. he's not getting up, Jim, right? Yeah. And so, um, so Nakatani fights a great fight. I don't like this opponent for Nakatani, mm-hmm. okay? I'm going to tell you right now, Rick, I want Nakatani to do well and to win. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to go ahead and show my colors, right? Um, but I don't think that this is a good matchup for him against Lomachenko. No. I think Lomachenko does his usual Lomachenko, right? Boxes, moves, elusiveness, and he beats Nakatani. He's favored uh, minus 1456. What did we say that was? It was like like 780. 94%. Yeah, 94%. Okay, so Lomachenko way favored. Mm -hmm. And that's because the fighters that, you know, Nakatani did okay with, of course, Verdejo didn't turn out to be the real deal. And Teofimo Lopez, right, one of his first fights, big guy. So I I just, I don't think it's a good matchup for him. Yeah, no, I I think Lomachenko um, outboxes him. You know, he he wins probably a lopsided decision. Um, You know, I I don't see a knockout in this one. But... uh, you know, it could happen, but I'm, I just don't think Lomachenko has the power to knock out Nakatani. Yeah. and uh, But definitely it'll be a, a wide decision. I think so, too. I totally yeah. agree with you. I think it's going to be, yeah, unanimous decision. Yeah. Right. Maybe, maybe, right, if Lomachenko's able to hurt him, he goes in and finishes the show. Mm-hmm. N- maybe. Either way, I don't see this as being very competitive. No. Um, of course, after the fight, Lomachenko is going to call out Teofimo Lopez and mm-hmm. say how he wasn't ready and how all this other garbage, you know, after Teofimo Lopez just completely, completely annihilated him. Yeah. No, and then also on this card, we've got uh, Rob Brandt yeah. versus, uh, I'm going to mess up this name, but Janabek yeah. Alamakani. Yes. Yes. And, um, you know, looking forward to this one. Rob Brandt, you know, always, always has good fights and, uh, you know, looking at the... Uh, Rankings of these two fighters, you know, both both are up there. Um, Rob Brand is ranked seventh in in the uh, ring, mm-hmm. and uh, Janabek is uh, ranked ninth. Yeah, I'll tell you what's interesting, right? I was looking at um, it was back in, believe it or not, back in 2016 mm-hmm. when we saw Rob Brand fight live at the Pachanga yeah. in Temecula, Rick, against Chris Fitzpatrick. Not crazy. Wow. Eight five. Yeah. That was August fifth, so almost uh, almost uh, five years. Right, we're, we're getting pretty close. Uh-huh. I'm a big fan of Rob Brandt. I know you are as well. He's had some uh, absolute wars with uh, Ryota Murata, right? Beats him and then loses to him in Japan. He deserves a rematch for mm-hmm. the W. He was a champion for oh so just a short time, right? Yeah. 
and then he lost it to Murata. So is this fight similar to Gabe Rosado and Bechtemir, right? Because you said, I don't know if you mentioned or not, but um, Alam and Kali has uh, only not only nine fights, Rick. Yeah, only right? nine fights. Only nine and oh, right? Only five knockouts. Yeah. Right? So is this another one of those where are they putting him in too early, right? And underestimating Rob Brandt, right? So it's very going to be very intriguing. Yeah, you know, I'm interested to see, um, you know, how how Brandt responds. Um, and we just don't know too much about um, the guy yeah. that Rob Brandt's fighting. Yep, it'll be an interesting fight. Yeah, so looking forward to that one. Um, also, um, we've got another card, uh, the Showtime pay-per-view card. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Mario Barrios versus Javante Davis. Yeah. For Barrios's WBA regular junior welterweight title. Yeah, and who knows what that WBA title even is, right? Yeah. We all know the king at 140 is Josh Taylor, right? Mm-hmm. He just beat, you know, Ramirez. We know that. Um, so the odds on that fight, by the way, 75%. Mm-hmm. It's minus 300 for uh, Gervonta Davis. So he's favored. Yeah. You know. Okay. Which he should be. Yeah. Is 142 is 140 pounds, however, is that too big for Gervonta Davis? Well, you know, that'll be the question going into this one. You know, Gervonta yeah. Davis, he picked on a uh, smaller Leo Santa Cruz. Yeah. So I think he's out there, you know, and he's, and he's trying to make a point that I don't have to fight all the smaller guys. I can yeah. fight a guy that's bigger than me and still win. You know, I think, uh, you know, he's cherry-picking Mario Barrios, mm-hmm. but uh, hopefully Mario Barrios um, can pull off the upset. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see it be a good fight. I like mm-hmm. Javante Davis, right? Anytime yep. I hear him uh, on interviews, right, just a good kid, right? Yep. Um, and so, yeah, he has not fought. First fight since October of 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, Halloween, actually, in fact. Yeah, Halloween yeah, is, Halloween. Yeah, Halloween when he, uh, when he knocked out Leo Santa Cruz with mm-hmm. a devast- in a devastating fashion. So, yeah, man, I mean, I, I just, I think that they are very wise. I don't think that they would choose Mario Barros. Remember who his promoter is, right? Yeah. Floyd Mayweather Jr. They're not going to pick somebody, Rick, that they feel is that much of a risk. Yeah. I don't. I don't think they're going to take a risk. So I, I, I think Gervonta Davis wins this fight. Yeah, no, I, th- I think so, too. Um, I think, uh, you know, the size might be a little difficult for him, you know, in the beginning. But uh, I, I think it'll be a decision. You know, victory for uh, yeah. Davis. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, and again, you know, Mario Barrios, right, he's been fighting at 140 pounds all the way back since 2017, okay? Yeah. So, you know, his last fight was against the tough Ryan Carl. Uh, Mario Barrios knocked him out in round six, okay? Before that, unanimous decision against Akhmadov. That was here at the Staples Center in mm-hmm. L.A. So, you know... Um, you know, he, he's he's saying all the right things. He's doing all the right things in Mario Barrios. So hopefully it was an ill-advised fight yeah. for Gervonta Davis, and we see a really good fight. It just, you know, in Mario Barrios, undefeated, man. The guy's 26-0, yeah. 17 knockouts, El Azteca. By the numbers, this should be a good fight. Um, I just don't know if Barrios has enough. Yeah, I think that Davis is an excellent boxer, and... I'm gonna take Davis. Yeah, right. no, yeah. The hard part is we just don't know too much about Barrios either. You know, he you look at his who he's fought, and yeah. we we don't know, you know, those names. Yeah, not a who's who, yeah. like not a who's who exactly. You know, so uh, on the undercard we've got uh, this one could could steal the show. The mm-hmm. Erickson Lubin versus uh, Jason Rosario fight. Oh yes, and it'll it's a WBC uh, eliminate eliminator. Yes. And so, looking forward to that one. We've got uh, Lubin's uh, twenty-three and one, and uh, Rosario's uh, twenty and two. Yeah, I can't wait to see this fight. Right, yeah. Erickson, the hammer, Lubin, Rick. Right? Uh-huh. right. Remember, just to get everybody caught up, Lubin was the one that got knocked out in the first round by the hundred and fifty-four pound Jermel Charlo. Yeah. Right. So, um, both of these guys really, really a kind of a crossroads fight. I think crossroads more for Jason Rosario. Uh, Jason Rosario, of course, um, mm-hmm. lost to Jamal Charlo um, for for uh, for the 154 pound championship. Yeah. Uh, so it is going to be a very interesting fight, Rick. Yeah, no, yeah, looking forward to this one. Um, there was one more fight on this one, but uh, as early as about eight hours ago, uh, Julian Williams got hurt. Yeah, he was supposed to fight uh, Brian Mendoza. Yeah, another you know um, 
good junior middleweight. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, that fight's not going to happen. That's too bad. And you know, speaking of so Julian Rims, Rosario uh, won his 154 pound mm-hmm. championship by beating Julian Williams. Yeah. Right. That's probably why they ha- they have them all all connected. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Julian Williams, of course. Uh, won his championship in a huge upset against my guy Jared Hurd, Rick. Yeah. So they're all connected, right? So, yeah, so Julian Williams beats Jared Hurd, and then he loses to Jason Rosario. And then, of course, Jason Rosario loses to Jermail Charlo. Uh, and so now Erickson Lubin, this is going to be a good fight. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. fight. I mean, finally, they're pairing guys that it makes sense. These, yeah. guys, should, these guys should fight each other. Yeah, to see who, who who's going to be the guy that... Uh... Gets a gets the next title fight. Yeah, and again, yeah, this was the fight. Yeah, when Lubin Lubin just got he was just annihilated in the first round against Charlo, yeah. talking a lot of crap. Didn't work out so well in the first round, and I'll tell you, man, it hasn't been the same. And he's been trying to work his mm-hmm. way back up into uh, into another shot. Yeah. All right, folks, that's gonna do it for the fights coming up. We'll be right back with the stat of the week, and we'll wrap this up. Pacific Ghost Boxing. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, everybody's favorite section of the show, Rick. I was at the, again, I was at my family's uh, Father's Day get-together barbecue in L.A. and um, gave out some shirts there, of course. Yeah. Everybody's asking for all the, you know, Pacific Coast Boxing merch. Um, and they said that they really liked the stats of the week. Uh-huh. And they asked where you get them from. I said he's he's got them. He's got them filed away entirely. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I search you know far and wide. That's right. It's just it's just, it's just what he does and what he knows. So what yeah. do we got, Rick? What's this week's um, stat of the week? So this week I've got uh, Jaime Munguia yeah. before training with uh, Eric Morales. He yeah. was landing thirty six point seven percent of his power punches, and since coming over to Morales, he's landing forty eight point seven percent. That's interesting. So if you think about that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you know that doesn't mean he's throwing more? Yeah. That just means that he is landing more. Yes, yeah, landing right? more. So it would tell me, right, that he's being a lot more um, economical, right, mm-hmm. a lot more efficient with when he throws them. Yeah. And I think that's what that number speaks to, right? Eric, of course, El Terrible Morales, who had the trilogy with Marco Antonio Barrera. Uh-huh. And so who, you know, and Eric Morales, was a, he was a fighter, right? Yeah, Not good necessarily. offensive fighter. Yeah. yeah, that's what he did. But he was a very calculated mm-hmm. offensive fighter. So clearly that's what he's teaching Jaime Munguia, right? Which, by the way, Bektamir probably could have used, right? Yeah. A little bit more advice on how not to just get in there and flail away. Yeah, and I, and I do like the switch. If, if, nothing, uh, if nothing else, Yeah. then just to get away from uh, De La Hoya's old trainer. Yes. You know, because eventually he's going to get into a fight and he's yeah. going to tell him, you know, to run. <laughs> and then he's going to lose the fight. He didn't really tell him to run, Rick. He <laughs> didn't really tell him to run in the in the Trinidad fight, you know. Um, I think he just got tired. Again, I know he was going yeah. back to that, but I think, but it doesn't matter. De La Hoya still won yeah. seven out of 12 <laughs> rounds. You know, he still won. He still won the fight. I told you, I'd be hard pressed to find seven rounds for Trinidad. Yeah. You, you're not going to find it. Um, anyways, good stat of the week, Rick. Very interesting. What else you got? Uh, one last thing. Uh, yeah. the, the lock of the week. You know, oh the, yes, people are going to be upset don't if we don't throw that out there. But absolutely, uh, my lock of the week. Yes, Vasily Lomachenko. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something though, Rick. Yeah. I laugh, but you know what? Nakatani's got a puncher's chance. Yeah, I, okay. I just, I, I just out of out of the four fights that yeah. we we discussed for this week. Yes, I can see situations where either guy can win in these other fights. Okay, I can make the least amount of case for Nakatani. You're right. You're right. But I'm telling you, right? He's Japanese. He's tough. He was yeah. out against Felix Verdejo. He went the distance against Teofimo Lopez. Yeah. So. I'm not going to count him out, especially not after what I saw Gabriel Rosada do to, to Bektamir mm-hmm. in a fight that you couldn't even parlay in betting because people thought it was just too easy a pick. Yeah. And so I, I don't know, man. You know, I think that, you know, is Lomachenko, is this the fight he ages, Rick? Is this the fight that Lomachenko gets old overnight, man? Yeah, no, he, he's had a long uh, layoff. Uh, you know, I think he had that uh, shoulder surgery. So 
Um, no but, spring but, but, chicken, Rick. But I think I think he'll he'll be ready for this one. Well, I, you would think that he's going to be extra motivated, mm-hmm. right? Coming off off the loss to yeah. Tiffimo Lopez, he wants to prove that he's still. You know, we don't even talk about him yeah. in the pound for pound list anymore, right? So he's got a lot to prove. Yeah, and you know he's he's the uh, top rank. Uh, top rank loves him. You know, yeah. he's, he's a big well, money guy. Um, of course you know, they I, do. I think they're going to. Uh, you know, if they didn't think he was going to beat Nakatani. Yeah, just like Mayweather. They wouldn't have put him in there. Yeah, but they didn't think he was going to beat Lopez either. Yeah, that's why they didn't give they didn't get the rematch clause. Yeah. Remember, they totally disrespected Tiafimo Lopez, yeah. and they and they missed, they missed on that one. So, yeah. again, I I agree, right? I think that Lomachenko will more than likely win this fight, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't rule out uh, the spirit, Rick, of the samurai. Yeah, in in Nakatani san, right? Because we saw what he's capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And so y- you just never know. And he's if he's he's taller, by the way, Rick. Yeah. Taller, lankier, physically bigger than Lomachenko. Just not as skilled as Lomachenko. So, all right. All that being said, you want to change the lock of the week, Rick? Yeah. No. No. You can change the lock of the week. Okay. Yeah. All right. The lock of the week is intact. There you go, folks. The lock of the week is intact. This round six is intact. Don't forget the Kings, Rick. We'll talk about that next week. First two episodes are out. I think the third episode is coming out, or did it not come out yesterday? Yeah, no, the third one came out yesterday. Okay, well, we got to get caught up, Rick. It's been it was a busy Father's Day weekend. Next week you may be mobile, right? Yeah, you're gonna be out of state. Out of state, yeah. And we have to do one of the first call-ins. So yeah, if if uh, you know anybody sees me out in uh, Colorado, then you know that's where I'll be. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. Oh, they will. They will. You're yeah. gonna have to. In fact, yeah, uh, we'll have to set you up with uh, some Pacific Coast Bakhtin merch. As you as you're out and about, man. Yeah. All right, folks, that'll do it. Rick, I'll talk to you next week, man. I'll see you next week.